But thank you and welcome to Correct Me If I'm Wrong, the podcast. How are you today? I can't complain. I can't complain. It's a very nice day outside. Yes. I actually bought a new car yesterday, so I'm like still on cloud nine. Oh, really? What you get? <laughs> um, just a uh, new Nissan Altima, Altima, the 2019 version. Ooh. So it's like really out. Oh, yeah, I'm a tech geek, so <laughs> tech <laughs> that's what's up that's good congratulations on the new car and it's a happy juneteenth weekend so that's a win-win oh it's way beyond a win-win that's probably <laughs> half the reason why i got it so i can celebrate yeah i know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> let me guess is it black uh yes it is <laughs> oh, girl, black on black actually yes <laughs> well that's what's up <laughs> okay so again <laughs> again uh welcome to correct me if i'm wrong it is your girl ashley and this is my podcast and i would love for you yeah. to tell my listeners a little bit about yourself so they can know why you're here um, on the podcast well my name is denise carson i'm uh, Arthur of Stranded Between Doubt and Faith, the book about what to do when you don't know what to do. But bef- uh, before I was an author, the book was birthed for me being in the entertainment industry for now 11 years. So I'm known for working television, working with some of the stars. I have big cameras all on my profile. So um, that's it. I'm just basically your normal girl who wrote a book, but work with entertain- entertain- entertainment as well. So it's like an interesting story because I know both ends of it. <laughs> so the entertaining you mean like um like what shows have you produced or the behind the scenes um i'm known for property brothers real housewives of atlanta Ooh. um newest show is iyana fix my life that's what i've been doing recently for the past couple of years um but besides that I just the thing is about freelancing you work so many shows so it's a it's a million you can go through and it's like okay um <laughs> and then it's like but my my main ones are Property Brothers Real Housewives of Atlanta and Iyana Fix My Life I've did Little Women ATL I've did Real World so it's 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 a it's a long resume of it by the grace of God that's good though that's nice that's real nice mm-hmm. that's a that's a nice little resume if you ask me that's cool freelancing is um that's pretty dope i never really and you said you're into tech right yes i am oh. i went to devry you went to devry mm-hmm. oh sweet so did i i went for business marketing but it was too hard so i dropped out um <laughs> i went to um, computer information systems and i just stopped at associates i was like i'm good <laughs> <laughs> plus that's hella expensive too so i was like whoa but <laughs> But yeah. So we have something in common. So where are you from, actually? You from originally Atlanta? from Atlanta, Georgia? Yes. Oh. oh, nice. How's the weather out there? It is amazing out here. Like the sun is out. It's it's so hot though. It's like it's hot, hot. Uh-huh. So it's weird, but it's amazing. We've been having great days. Rain probably once a week, but the majority of the days is sunny, bright feeling good the world is opening back up so it's perfect days to go and you know just enjoy the outside area yeah same out here in cali i believe today we're about maybe 89 degrees today but it's all cloud no oh, really? all, yeah it's all sunny no clouds and no wind it's, it's actually really hot as hell but um but yeah this is our calmer days usually we got to like one something so it's pretty dope 
So I um was out in Cali for two years. I just came back for work, but I do plan to go back out there. Oh, what part of Cali <laughs> were you um? What kind of part? The Hollywood area, right off of Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, you was out there in LA. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm out here in Sacramento, so we're not that far. I think that's a what four five hour drive. I think. So yeah, it's pretty dope. So what inspired you to um share your story? Well, actually, first, let me ask you this. Um, the title of the book, Stranded Between Doubt and Faith. What does that title mean? Stranded Between Doubt and Faith is basically what do you do when you don't know what to do? When um, I'm, I was saying, when people, there could be nothing wrong with your life, but when people are in the midst of wanting something more, you find yourself feeling like you want an elevation or transformation or something. Like when you get tired of going for everything you don't want, life reveals what you do want. So in the mix of me going through so many things that I didn't want for my atmosphere, the universe started to show me things that I do want. And I wanted to write it down. I wanted to teach people how to go through a transformation safely. I wanted to teach people how to stay safe in the mix of their doubt. I wanted to teach people how to have faith in even when it feels like it is not going to work out. So I, t- I start the book very vulnerable because it's like when you doubt things, you feel like it's not going to happen. But the power of faith is believing it's going to happen. So I just want to like take take the world on a journey with me. Right. Because I read your first two chapters um, and it did. It took me on a journey with you. I was just kind of like, whoa, like what's next? What's next? Keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was really deep as an opening. It drew you in and it was, I liked it a lot. Like I told you, I was like, it was amazing. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what inspired you to share your story? Um, What really inspired me to share my story, I really don't know where it came from to tell you the truth. Like one day I woke up, I started to write and I had a conversation with my life coach who she was just basically saying, you know, you should tell your story before somebody else tells you. So the truth of her just giving me that little nugget made me say, oh, I started to look up ebooks. I'm like, oh, I wonder how it feels if I really do start telling my story. And literally, it was just a decision made just from a conversation. It wasn't something that I grew up wanting to do. I never thought I'd be an author. It was literally, wow, I should tell my story before somebody else tell my story, you know? And that was the greatest idea I've heard. And that's exactly what I did. I started to tell my story before anybody else told it. Knowing that I'm going to go places beyond my moment, I wanted to tell people about my own moment versus people explaining my moment. So that's where the book came from. That's good. That's real good. And that advice was, um, that advice is motivation right there when she told you you should tell your story before somebody else do. Because a lot of people like to tell other people's stories and then that'd be it, you know, especially if they feel like you don't have no voice and no one's going to listen to you, but they'll listen to them. So they'll end up telling Uh what you totally different. I mean, there's plenty of documentaries and things out here that about um, someone else telling the story of, you know, of a black person. You got white people telling stories of black struggles. It's kind of like, how do you right. how do you relate with that? Like, how could you do that? You know what I mean? So exactly. Your, so I might as well tell my own story before you get money off of making my story. Exactly. You know? Yep. It's like, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so what separates your book from any other books? That's in the same. Honestly, I just. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look at us. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no. Go ahead. You're about to answer. It. I thought I needed to clarify, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, what separates me from other books? Mm-hmm. The thing about my book is the power of the now. So if you're in a moment where you're feeling just like me, 
my book is for you. Um, and some individuals who will open the book and pass it by because they're not in the moment of transformation. But if you're in the moment of wanting more, of feeling like something's not right, of wanting to break an old cycle, but what is the process of breaking the cycle, it's perfectly fine. So it's literally, my book is, the only difference is, is for the particular audience, you know? What audience That's is what that? makes it different. The audience of people, the audience of people who is ready for a transformation. The audience of people who is waiting for, who want more, even though they feel like they okay. The audience of people who feels as if their life always needs some fixing. Mm-hmm. Like my my audience is literally just like me. We want to, we're, there's nothing wrong with me. I work entertainment. I have a car now. You know what I'm saying? I have a house, but you never stop yearning for more. You never stop yearning to take over your th- thought mentality or take, up, take over your, ment- your mindset. That's why the name of my second book is called The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste because you never stop wanting more. But if you if you allow your thoughts to take over, then you'll be living in negative emotions. So I have an audience who is trying to push down their negative emotions to keep moving in themselves. That's deep, Denise. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, and the, Thank you. And you say transformation. Um, you're just just speaking in general. You're talking about more of like transforming your life into what you want, or transformating into like what? What do you mean? What is your definition? Yes, transformation. Transform, transforming your mind. Transforming, okay. Because your mind can literally do everything you want it to do. But before you transfer your mind, you have to figure out where, the, where your mind got its thoughts from. So just like your body, the, the head is a, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. But everything comes from sickness. So you get sickness from your gut before it reaches your brain. You get sickness from your heart before it reaches your brain. So I'm helping people start from square one. We have to deal with the things that you, your intuition, or we have to deal with your your heartbreak, or we have to deal with that pain that you don't that you don't want to feel in order to think better thoughts. And that's what I'm helping the audience to do in the midst of the transformation. Start from the bottom to the top, because that's what people fail to realize. They think that you can just think of a great car, but you're not dealing with the person who is not getting the car in the first place. So it's an inside-out transformation versus just a, hey, I'm a manifest it. No, we're going to heal to manifest it. Mm-hmm. If you heal and find and discover who you truly are, things are attracted to you naturally. You don't have to work for it. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Yes, thank you. That's real true. So would, what type of category would you um, label your book as? Is this a self-help book? Yeah, it's more like a self-help book, self-help workbook. Okay. It's uh, 10, 10, 10 chapters of complete questions. So I'm just asking the audience questions on how they feel and what they need to do and things of that nature. So it's definitely a full, full-fledged full inspiration. It's in genre of inspiration mm-hmm. and also in genre of self So when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? Like, when did this all come to you besides the conversation that you had with the lady? I always loved to write. I believe it began a couple of years ago when I had a desire to journal my thoughts into a story. But I, I was always a storyteller since a very young age. So the power of writing was really came from studying other writers and realizing that a book was just a story told by a particular person. And I said, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything you set your mind to which is what you did you, and now you're on your second book which I congratulate you on that 
Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, so how do you promote your book? My book is on Amazon. It's on Google Books, Apple Play, and also paperback. So usually um, the more powerful source I have is social media at this moment. Mm -hmm. So I have a promo that will go through social media. I also promote it on the actual platform that is sold on. So if you go to the actual platforms, I have made it one of the screens of promo ad or create ads for the screen. So I have an ad flowing on Amazon. I have an ad flowing on Google Books. I have an ad flowing in Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So it's just basically all the ads and the the power of mouth has so have so most of my books, to tell you the truth. Just the power of mouth and the power behind my passion. Once they meet me and hear me talk about it, this is literally, can I have a book? And here I go pulling it out the trunk and getting, you know, creating the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. That word of mouth is, um, <laughs> that is the new sales, like, hands down. Especially right now, since we're all on, well, most of us are on quarantine and we stuck. And all we're looking at is on social media, on like daily yeah. social media. And that's basically how you're boosting a lot of stuff, you know? Especially right now, as we're trying to make sure everybody, people of color, are supporting other people of color you know what i mean like so this right here is pushing a lot i believe that the that um our black businesses are going to expand like crazy right now and but that's if we all put the work in we gotta we gotta talk to each other we gotta put that that knowledge out there we have to push it and make sure everybody know like yo what you buying over there you buying that soap you could buy this soap over here you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. support support those who look like you but not saying don't don't support those who don't look like you or whatever depending on what you want but if you have the opportunity to get the same thing from someone who look like you why not just get that from that person you know what i mean that's how i feel let me tell you the funny not a a strong side note but i was car shopping this past week Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to support and black dealership or a black salesman mm-hmm. like <laughs> it was just something about giving them the power to you know know that, that I'm about my people it was very fun so I'm not saying I won't um support others it's just that I'm so strongly I feel so strongly about supporting our kind right you know because it's like we try so we wasn't taught to be business leaders we wasn't taught to be CEOs so the ones who did go beyond it, the stereotypes and became it I want to congratulate them through my investment in their business. You know, that's how I truly feel about it. I'm investing in you. Yep. <laughs> like, thank you for living beyond the stereotypes. Thank you for being the powerful black individual. And you are open to business. You know, yeah. it's like a congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do that all the time out here. We, we all the time. It, it's simple. It could be the what is it? The what is what are they called? The people, the cashier at Target. You know what I mean? You'll go to that that cashier. Mm-hmm. I know you don't own this Target, but I'm gonna come to you because I want to feel like okay, I'm giving you my money, even though I know it's going to Target. Yeah. But it's still, it's just a little yeah. thing. It's one of those acknowledgments, like I see you. You know what I mean? Like funny story is yesterday, my yeah. mom, and my sister, and I were in traffic, and we were in a predominantly white area, which is Oakdale out here in um, California. And there, it's people who are who are Caucasian actually said that there's a lot of racist people out there. And so there was a guy, and we didn't see anybody at all that looked like us. And there was a guy who was in a car and he was next to us at the light. And you know, you lean over just to see who's next to you because we're at a stoplight. And I saw him and I was just like, I waved and he waved back. And I was just like, it's just me trying to acknowledge, like, I see you, brother. You know what I mean? We are, it's all of us around, but it's only four of us right now who look like each other. So, you know what I mean? It's just that little tiny acknowledgement. 
and it could go a long way if you ask me just that tiny bit but that's a little too yes tough. it does <laughs> and that's, that's exactly how I am my way back my, my our kind of too like it'd be two of us in the room I just walk up and say hey for no reason yep like hey <laughs> Which How is, you doing? Yeah, you know which is it's it's good. And that that throws off a good energy. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. So speaking of that type of stuff, so what type of struggles? <laughs> what type of struggles did you face while creating your book? I didn't really. Um, I think more of the struggles was living everything I wrote. Honestly, so I felt like every time I wrote a chapter, I went through the test of the chapter. Mm. <laughs> as if I'm not about to tell people something that I can't relate to, but it was the funniest feeling. Um, so that was my biggest struggle, having to heal. I was healing while writing the book. And it was it was quite interesting because it was everything I wrote down I always got challenged in later. So the process of healing while still writing was why I made it more transparent. It allowed the book to be more me at the moment so I can't go back and edit. And it was a real experience. So that that was really weird to me. You know, I was like, that was my biggest struggle. It was like, okay, am I going to get it? Like, literally, I felt like every time I wrote something down, the universe would ask me. <laughs> it's, it's like, came and said, okay, are you serious? So that was the that was the biggest thing about the book. Which is good. I believe that it, I think a good book will come from someone who experienced everything in a book. Like how you said, each one you were tested. And if you can't go through what you write in, then what's the purpose of writing it? You know what I mean? So exactly. you doing yeah. that actually is is better. I feel like it's better. You helping yourself even more than what you already know to push it off to another person to help themselves. So yeah, that <laughs> that's a good book if you ask me, too. Um, so let me think. What? Oh, and thank you for reading the book. I hope you enjoyed what you read. You're, thank you. <laughs> I did, actually. And I sent it, sent the link to the first two chapters to my sister. And we're like, yo, check this out. Like, <laughs> check this two chapters out. Let me know what y'all think. Like, this is, isn't this dope? And they was like, well, one sister, she didn't get to read it because the link wasn't working. But my other sister, she did. And she was like, yo, this is super dope. Like, yo, invite her to the group that I invited you to, the Transitional um, Business Leaders. That's my sister. Okay. Yeah. And so I put, I invited you to be on there so that you could come on there and you could promote your business even more, you know, more opportunities or whatever to help you out and things like that. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm sorry I had to get more into it. I'm telling you, my, uh, that's why I have to check my energy. My energy was all about the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to apologize to a lot of people. Like, that was all my, I woke up thinking about it. Like, I manifest. I just woke up and said, you know what? I'm going to get a car this week. So I put all my energy into it. So I truly apologize. I didn't pay attention to much else this past week. But um, that's that's not a good statement. <laughs> but it's a great statement. Uh, regarding the testimony behind the car. But it's funny. So I'm sorry. I will look into it. I, I think <laughs> she okay. did right. <laughs> it's okay. Um. <laughs> So speaking of manifestation and things like that, or manifest, so like, you're, are you big on spiritual and um, affirmations and things like that? Um, yes, very big. That's what I uh, teach mostly in my teachings when I'm talking to people, mm -hmm. is the power of affirmation, manifestation, but learning the truth of you first and everything else will follow. Um, I do study chakras. I study... I'm a, I was raised a Christian, so I've just learned how to answer certain questions uh, more spiritual than than re, uh, religious. But 
know, yeah. I'm definitely a spiritual. Well, that's good. So, so am I, and my um, sister and my brother-in-law. We're deep on the crystals and the chakras and things like that, and trying to, you know, figure out yourself and your healing. Do you know your life path number? L- no. You can get that deep into it yet. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still on the chakras. Well, let me tell you, my friend wanted me. My friend is the one who got me into it like a year ago, uh-huh. and I'm so caught up on Abraham Hicks and Marianne Wilson and Wayne Dyer and how and Eckhart Tolle at the moment that I'm doing slowly but surely because I'm learning. I'm studying the brain facts at the moment, so I haven't had a chance to get deep into the chakras and all of that because I. I'm so into learning about the brain. It's ridiculous. Like, it's such an interesting organ of the body, and it runs your life. So for me to know more about it is amazing to me. I don't know do you uh, know the people I just named, but um, I'm very into to them right now. I've been, probably been into them for the whole year. <laughs> just learning the power of the brain, you know? Yeah, so far, no, I don't know who those people are that you mentioned, um, but like so far, what have if you don't mind me asking, I don't want you to be like, well, dang, let me do my notes. But so far, what have you learned about the brain? Um, honestly, I, the frontal lobe of your brain, which is the front half of your brain, is full of emotions, uh-huh. and in that frontal lobe of your brain is where we call, where we hold the pain and the memories, and that's where many traumas are birthed from, which is pain and memories and hurt pushed down, not dealt with. So while I help people go from trauma to transformation, I had to understand where the trauma came from and why you why is it so difficult to heal? Because pain is reversed from a memory. So if you have the memory of the pain and you didn't feel the pain, I am forcing you to go all the way back to that moment, feel that pain. But before you feel that pain, you have to define that pain. And before you define that pain, you have to know how to feel. So it's so many things that <laughs> that I had to learn about before I spoke about it, because that's one of my passions is to help people from trauma to transformations. But the traumas is from a memory. So I had to learn, I wanted to learn how to help deal with the memory. So the memory is stored as your frontal lobe. Your frontal lobe is, stores your emotions and things of that nature. And your frontal lobe gets signals from your heart. So as I'm dealing with people's sac- sacral, I have to deal with their heart chakras as well. So it's like, okay, now that I'm, I got your, your your mind together, I also have to realize that your mind got the signals from the heart. So I'm going back and I'm studying the heart and the emotions that's behind the heart because the heart is ran from negative emotions. And if you run your life off of negative emotions, then you're going to think negative things. So that that's the link to that. You know, so yeah. it's just linking things to allow me to tell the story of transformation differently for my type of culture because I realized as I did watch these philosophers and I did watch this scientists, I didn't see enough black people. So I wanted to translate it to my black people what they're trying to say. You know? Yeah. And that's literally where I well the passion between studying the bang crank fund, but that's that's why I'm mostly at is the frontal lobe and the um the liberal lobe, which is in the back of your brain, which holds like just everything. You know, that's what really is so small. So the smallest part of our brain actually runs our life and the bigger part of our brain is the one that's supposed to be running our life. So it's kind of funny. But <laughs> but it's it's just the signals and you know, just I just wanted to know I just wanted to sound just like the philosophers in my skin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And teach my people what they're trying to say because they, they are very boring to listen to but I'm eager to learn so you know I listen differently yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's dope that's good Denise I like, I like yeah. that I like that so if someone wanted to um, become a writer and put their book out there like um, 
can you like what is the publishing process like how does that go well i self-published and this is the funny thing and a lovely thing i like to tell everybody anybody can write a book and publish it uh-huh. literally that's how easy amazon have made it for you it's called amazon direct publishing it walks you through step by step now you do need to be a little tech savvy because you have to create your own cover and your spine line has to be correct and you have to format your book but far as writing it you can write your book in a microsoft road word format and they they have software that will Trans, transfer it into a dub sub format which is actually needed for ebooks so i went that route as i learned about it since it wasn't it was my first book i did amazon kindle amazon direct publishing from amazon kindle and it does everything for you and it sells your book and you get to have the manuscript of your book where you can put it on different platforms so i end up getting the manuscript of my book free and it put, allowed me to put it on different platforms. It also allowed me to make it into a paperback. Oh, nice. So it, it was that easy, yes. It was that easy. And everything is free. So that once I actually did the process of a book, which I probably, I'm not going to always be a self-publisher. It was just fun to know that Amazon had the power to do that. Mm-hmm. I took full advantage of it. Yeah. And now I'm an author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's See, that's just like um, the podcast. Everybody always be wondering, like, man, it seems so hard to be a podcast. But actually, on Anchor, they literally, they do everything for you. All you got to do is record. And, well, you don't, you have to promote your own podcast to get your listeners and things like that. But they're able to, I mean, it takes a minute. But, like, you'll be, they'll put your application through to Apple, to Spotify, to SoundCloud, to all of that, to put that out there on their platforms. You don't have to do it. Like you don't wow. have to contact Apple. You don't have to contact Spotify. You know what I mean? But like, yo, I have a podcast. Can I be on there? No, Anchor takes care of it. They take care of the whole thing. That's and amazing. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And it and you feel kind of you know you get excited. Like when I first knew that that my podcast was on um, on Apple, girl, I was going crazy. I was like, what Apple? I'm screaming you know, with you, girl. I'm screaming with you. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Everybody has an iPhone out here. Well, majority of everybody has an iPhone, you know what I mean? And I mean, that's everywhere, too. So, and everybody has some type of music um, plat- um, app on their phone or whatever. So that's always there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty dope. But, so let me hit you with a little bit of questions, because we're coming to the end of the interview, just so people can know a little bit more about you. So which one would you prefer to be? Feared or loved? Love. Prefer to be loved? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because at the end of the day, that's if people had to tell the truth, that's what they want. And since I am love, I do want to be reciprocated. I am not feared. So the best way to say I want to be reciprocated is to say I want to be loved. Mm. <laughs> What's the <laughs> spoken like an author? Deep. <laughs> well, you know, I try. I'm a little stuffed up, so if it sounds like I'm hesitant to ask the questions, it's like I feel like I was so stuffed in this interview because I was sneezing and stuff. So if I sound weird, I, I apologize. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um. So, what's the best and worst advice you ever had? Um. The best advice is about the book. Tell tell my story before anybody else tell my story. Um, well, probably not the best because I had some great advice in my life. <laughs> um, the worst advice, <laughs> that's just the best I can think of. Um, the worst advice was 
probably everything my friends told me from the ages 21 to 23. All of it was terrible advice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what the moment I was in. It sounded terrible advice. Yeah, we got those times when it was it was terrible. I can yeah, relate to you. <laughs> All those years, just add them up. <laughs> so if you, um, what's your favorite album to play on a Sunday when cleaning up? Fantasia, free yourself. Ooh, all day Fantasia? Yeah, I can do Fantasia, Jill Scott, and Erica Badu all day on repeat. Yes, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Fantasia, but yes, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, that's me all day. And I don't know what it is, I but I, yeah, I feel like my Alexa know that it'd be Sunday because I told her to play music that I like, and I swear she'd be playing Jill and Erica back to back. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> Yes, they're so amazing. I love them live. I love all their live music. You seen them live? Um, yes, I have. But no, just even listening to because they make live albums as as well. I like I like to hear it live. Oh, like yeah. it's really YouTube. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, I like live music too. You get the feeling. It feel it sounds a little different. Just well, way better. That's me than studio stuff. Yeah. So, if you were stranded on an island and could only bring three things with you, what would you bring? Oh, man. My journal. But the journal has to come with the pen, so there's only one item. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I'm not really materialistic like that. Like, honestly, if I can write, I have my mind. I won't really... My truth won't be that I want my cell phone. <laughs> Um, you can bring people you know, too. I it don't have to just be things. Three, um, someone who who I am energetically aligned with, I'll do that. So like a good friend. Mm-hmm. So that's two. My little good friend, and that's a. I don't. I don't have a third one because I probably bring another good friend. I like to be around people. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, these questions are real. I never thought of that. Even though I get, hear everybody else get asked the question, <laughs> I never. Thought. I know it kind of puts you on the spot, and you're just thinking like, "What?" <laughs> like, what would I? Well, you don't want to have such a biased answer. Like, yeah. oh, so, I'm like, what would I bring? Like, it probably won't even want to bring a person if I'm stranded. They probably start getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> so just bring one. <laughs> don't bring two. Right, right. Like, there's one person. That's it. And I'm going to leave some open for when I do want it, I'm going to bring it to the island. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we're going to just change that to two things then instead of three. <laughs> There's going to be two and a half and because a half. I still have a one and a possible out there. A one and a possible. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just make your pen another thing to bring in since you can't think of it. Okay, well, that's actually three. <laughs> All right, so can you name three of your favorite groups at all time? Um, it would one would definitely be the Temptations. Mm. I love um, if Revolution was a real group, Prince group. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Um. <laughs> And my last group is SWV. Oh. Yeah. where you going? I love them. Escape, SWV. I love them. Oh, I love old school R&B. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
What? These are some hard questions because I never thought of. Maybe. <laughs> now you're going to be thinking later like, no, no, I don't want to bring that. I, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring I'm this. Right. <laughs> like, that's so weird. Like, what will I bring? Definitely in a moment. And like, will I bring some shoes? Is that a thing? Shoes. I got to have some shoes. You can make your own shoes out of leaves. See, that's it. <laughs> I can't get straight. This ain't for me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, can you let the guests and everybody know out there and like what's your social media, where they can find your book again, just so they can have a recap on that. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagram prosperous underscore hustler. And for my Facebook and YouTube, it's Denise Carson. I am Denise Carson. For um you can find my book Stranded Between Doubt and Faith on Amazon Kindle and also Amazon.com. You can order the paperback through there. You can go to Google Books and order it and you can also order it on Apple Play. So my book is available on four different platforms. You can read it from your phone. You can put it in your hand. So go ahead and purchase it so we can get it out there even more. Dope. And that's the end of this interview everybody and there you have it thank you again denise for coming on correct me if i'm wrong and sharing your story with us and letting us get to know you a little bit more knowing that we cannot get stranded with you on an island and <laughs> yeah don't choose me <laughs> and this is your girl ashley and again peace be with all of you out there everyone be safe Stay inside if you need to, wear your mask and hand sanitizer. And again, be kind and courteous to everyone, but make sure you don't take no wooden nickels. This is Correct Me If I'm Wrong, and we out. Thank you, Denise. We out. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. I enjoyed